Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations. I'm your host, Marla Goldberg, and we have a very spirited show for you today. Today, our guest is Andrew Anderson, and Andrew had a near-death experience, and when he came back from his experience, he had enhanced psychic abilities, which allows him to see and communicate with with the spirits more clearly. Sorry about that. And he is in Chicago area and is rated one of the top 10 psychics in Chicago. He works with celebrities, politicians, CEOs, sports sports celebrities, and the police helping them with their cases. Welcome, Andrew. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? How are you, Marla? Oh, I'm great. Thank you. Good. It's warm down here, so I can't complain. Oh, rub it in. It's a little chilly here. I heard, and I'm coming up, and (laughs) I heard I need to bring my sweaters with me. Bring your parka, yeah. (laughs) The heavy coats. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about your beginning. As a child, did you know you had these abilities? Did you have your, you know, friend that you played with that was invisible or? I I love the way you put it because that's sort of the way I saw it. Yeah, I actually remember back from being a tiny, small boy, uh, remembering somebody always with me. And I felt like he was always protecting me. Um, I had a, grew up in a, it was a little bit of a rough childhood for me. And um, I think that he was Carl, as I know him today, was always there to guide me and help me and comfort me um, in times when I needed him and protect me. I remember walking to school. I was in third grade. I'd be walking like a couple miles alone to school. I mean, who does that today, right? Right, exactly. But but I remember not being afraid because I always felt Carl was there um, to protect me. And I always thought he would. And um, in hindsight, I guess he did. And did you listen to Carl all your life? Did you always listen to the guidance? You know, um, I'm still an impulsive human being. By, by nature, we all are. So I listen to him when it counts. Um, to say that I always listen, I don't, maybe not. More so now than before when I was younger, of course. Um, but yeah, I would say for the most part, I did listen to him. Which is interesting because so many people, including myself, you know, might have gotten guidance, but you sort of go, no, because your desires get stronger than the guidance you have. But I look at all of that as stepping stones to learning and growth. Because if, if I didn't make those wrong moves or those uh, moves that didn't serve me, how would I have grown? How would right. I have known better? Yeah, you wouldn't have learned. We do need to make certain mistakes in our life in order to learn from them. Um, a lot of times mistakes like that are to avoid something even greater because we will get red flags later on about certain things that have happened to us that might not have, that might have been bad, but not as bad as what was coming. So that could help you avoid that, something far worse. I agree. And yeah. in, in the near-death experience, what caused it? Was it something sudden? Did you have an illness? Yeah, well, I actually had an illness. I had... Um, I had developed um, pancreatitis, one of the worst cases at the hospital ever saw. Um, None of the pain medicine was working. Then I got double pneumonia while I was in the hospital and uh, my body completely shut down. And then I was in a coma. I was in ICU for 36 days. Um, That's when I went to the other side and had a most amazing experience that I'll never forget. Um, And that's, I got to see my mom and other people on the other side. And did you meet Carl? Did Carl join you? I don't, well, I know Carl before. I mean, Carl might have been there with me, but it was more my mom and aunt and someone else, some other people that were there um, that I was seeing. Um, It was an amazing experience. And you can't go through something like that in life and come out of it and and, um, look at life the same way. Um, You know, you definitely (laughs) don't sweat the small stuff anymore. You just... You know, you don't look at life the same. You don't. I have to tell you, your room is so full, and there's an entity that keeps covering the camera, so you sort of white out, and then you come back, <laughs> which is, uh, 
I always find that to be fun. That's probably Carl. <laughs> Making <laughs> you know, his you know, presence we, known. <laughs> we also have angels around us too. And one thing I don't know that a lot of people may not know, but I, what I believe is angels, we all have angels and guides, and they're both appointed by God. The difference is angels have never had lives on earth. Angels will protect us, guides guide us. Because the guides have had other lives on earth, they're better suited to guide us as human beings. And that's what I fully believe. One, I had an amazing experience with an angel I'd like to share. I was, um, when I came out of the coma, I developed a massive cyst around my pancreas. And two surgeons said that I would need to have a major surgery because they couldn't get to it laparoscopically because it was so swollen and inflamed. So they said that I needed to be cut open and I would be down for six months, literally. Well, that night, uh, my angel appeared above me. It was the most beautiful being I've ever seen. And she rubbed her hand down from my head to my stomach and said, exactly, you've been through enough. And that was it. And I went to the doctor that Friday and the doctor said the cyst was gone and he had no explanation. And I told him about the angel and he said, I quote, I'll buy that because there was no other, it was just gone. So angels are here to protect us in everyone's lives. And it's beautiful to know that they have the ability to help work on people's health because I think there's so many people are skeptical about what's on the other side, guides, angels, that there really are the abilities to change somebody's situation, like someone having stage four cancer and all of a sudden they're in remission or it goes, things like that. Yeah, and we would call it a miracle. Miracles happen every day. They do. Some are just larger than others. True. Very true. So let's talk about God. So do you feel that there is a God or do you just look at it as a higher entity, just, you know, one entity or a collaboration of entities that help guide us? Well, I believe that there is a God. I believe that how people interpret interpret him is, is their business. God is a higher being. He's all the things you described. That's my personal belief. Um, I know he exists. There's not a doubt in my mind. And to me, there's no greater joy in life than not having any doubt like that. Um, you know, all the, all the, how you interpret him is your business, though. I, like I said, I do embrace all the religions. Um, you know, as long as we connect to a higher being is the important thing. And I think if the intention is benevolent and loving, it does make a difference what you name it. Yes. Absolutely. It is the same. Yeah, good point. So, yeah, because, you know, people say, well, I only have Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus Christ is very much a part of the spiritual path. And and he is the son of God, Mm -hmm. in essence. I think that's the right way of putting it. Yeah. So. That's a good way. So let's talk about people with psychic developments. Now, you have this amazing gift. You're able to help many, many people. Do you feel that everyone has the ability to develop this? Yeah, I think we're all in, we're born with an inherent psychic ability. Some have a, uh, obviously a higher ability than others or, or meant to share it or teach people. But I believe that God created us all with a sixth sense of sorts where we, we have that ability. Um, <laughs> you know, I believe that it needs to be nurtured from a young age. Um, you know, I've worked on some missing person cases. I talk about this sometimes and 98% of them, unfortunately, are missing college girls. Or, you know, you look back at some of their decisions they made and how they ended up where they were. Um, like leaving a campus at two in the morning to go buy cigarettes on a bad seedy side of town or going out jogging in the middle of the night out in the middle of nowhere. Um, those are decisions that I guarantee you spirit guides and angels were against before the person or people would would leave to go do those things and end up either dead or, you know, some, or something happening to them. Armed. Yeah. So if we teach kids from a young age or learn from a young age that um, we do have guides and spirits around us wanting to help us, we learn to listen to them and we don't ignore that gut feeling when it says, oh, maybe we shouldn't go out here. It's not a good idea. You know what I mean? I, I definitely know what you mean. It's like red, the red flags are red for a reason to catch your attention. Pay attention to them because they will guide you or, or help save you from a lot of heartache or pain. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd make a lot better choices and decisions in life if we connect to our guides and listen to them more often 
And uh, we'd say a lot less things that get us in trouble as well. So connecting to guides, how do you how do you connect to your guys? I mean, you've been doing this a long time, but if you were telling a client who has never known how to connect with their guides, how would you explain to them to do that? Well, it, what I teach is it's about compartmentalizing your brain and learning to separate the left side from the right. Our left side is our processing, analytical side, ego. The right side is creative side. If we learn through practice to listen to that side, instinctively, we hear our guides. Otherwise, we learn to listen to them through our gut. It's that gut feeling, that voice in your head that says, maybe don't say that. Don't go there. Don't do that. Um, But we have to practice it because I, I believe most people from birth are programmed to believe what school, family, society, government, friends want us to believe. Listening to spirits and guides usually isn't in the teaching. So we have to, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And learning to step back and make decisions with your heart and not your ears is important. But like I said, it takes practice. So would you do that through meditation or is there, is, do you have a class? Okay. I was going to say is, I know that you've got a mentorship uh, course that you offer. I didn't know know if that was taught through the mentorship program. It is. Absolutely. Mind, body, and spirit. You help all, uh, help people grow in all aspects of their life. Um, one, one big part of that is connecting to guides and loved ones. You know, I, I often hear that, um, that people say, oh, is my grandma one of my angels or guides? And, you know, they're get, the people that cross over act as like they come through to you in the same way as a guide or an angel does. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're actually not that because your guides and angels have been with you from birth. And they're already set. But the spirits, the people that cross over have equally invested in you that they want you to keep you healthy and safe too. So we're going to connect to you the same way. It's so true. So let's talk about just this mentorship program while we're talking about it. What do you offer? What is it about? How many, how many, is it modules or weeks? How does that go? Well, it varies from person to person. I, I teach, um, Tarot, tarot cards, as well as um, just life coaching or spiritual coaching, coaching people on how to live life better and be happy um, and to connect to their guides and loved ones as well. Um, the varies. I have different programs that range from $500 to $1,500 a month. So it's it just the, the amount of time spent with me is where, where the cost comes comes in. Usually it's once a week and then we text and we set goals and help people reach them, be it in business or spirituality, whatever it is. And it's on your website, correct? Which is psychicmediumreading.org? I, um, is that, I don't, is, yeah, that's there, my website, yeah. Yeah. That's my website, but I don't know that that information is on there. Um, but people can contact me directly through email if they're interested. And that email would be? Info at psychicmediumreading.org. Perfect. So if you're interested in learning more about this mentorship program with Andrew, you know where to go. Info at psychicmediumreading.org. Excellent. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I just, I I love the idea of having mentorship in one-on-one because you just have such concentrated focus on individual needs as they apply because not everybody wears the same size shoe (laughs) or glove or something like that, right? Yeah. Everybody's different in their, yeah, and and a lot of people are different in, some people are really advanced, and um, a lot of pretty amazing psychic abilities have been discovered from some of my clients through working with them um, that they didn't even know they had, and then we develop it from there, so it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I will tell you from a late bloomer that I am, that once you start having all these incredible experiences and you're able to see, hear, feel, it's it's a whole nother world. It opens up another world to you. Yes, it does. You're right. <laughs> and a whole nother way of looking at life. And, um, you know, once we we um, improve our spirituality, we I believe we live life and become happier as a human being. And isn't that our divine right? Yes. That's absolutely. what we're... I mean, yes, we're here to learn and grow, but we're also here to live a beautiful, joyful life and not one of misery and pain. Right. I believe that people bring that more to themselves than, you know, than they don't have to really do that. There are ways they could avoid it, but they don't listen to the guides. Mm-hmm. 
Do you yeah. agree with that? No, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's very hard to listen to them if you're not experienced in it. It goes against human nature and it goes against what you want usually as a human being because we're very impulsive and we want what we want. You know, we act on that usually. So it's hard to, you have to practice and retrain yourself to think another way. So let me ask you another question. When you're working with somebody and let's say they've had a really brutal life or they've had really challenging experiences or tragic experiences in their life, how does it affect you as the reader, healer, psychic? Yeah. You know, one of the reasons I, I, first of all, I, um, I, I thank God for giving me that glimpse to the, and I believe he gave me the glimpse to the other side so I could come back and tell people and give people hope. One of the hardest things I work with is people, families that lose children or very young siblings or um, it's, it's hard on me, but it's harder on the people that, that, that suffer the loss. Um, but I'm able to share my story of where I was. And in a lot of ways, it gives people hope. And I, I try to teach people and help them understand how their loved ones are around them. What I believe is the people that cross over are more alive than we are. We just, God didn't create us to be able to comprehend that. If he did, we'd all be trying to get there sooner than we're supposed to. So he created us to fight for life and to hold on to these bodies with every ounce of our being. Um, but truly the other side is uh, a beautiful, amazing place. We do a lot of the same things on the other side that we did in life. And I always tell people this, go about your life, do the things you used to do with your loved one. They appreciate it in the same way that you will, like traveling and all that. Spirit loves to do that with family. Yeah. And I heard that on the other side that one is able to just think about going somewhere and poof, they can be there. Yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> a good yeah. way to put it. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's supposed to be just absolutely magnificent, like, like seeing what we see, but even clearer and brighter and more defined. With- absolutely. It is. It's like looking at it in HD. <laughs> yeah, I used to be afraid of you know, thinking about death and oh my goodness, but now it doesn't, you know, there's no fear for me. And I would assume that there's no fear for you any longer because you've oh, no. been there. Yeah, I know. I know where we go for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. So, yeah, I know what's next. Have you ever been called to help people who are on, in their, on their last breath, tra- about to transition, to help them over it or to calm them down so that their last breath, their last thoughts might be more pleasant ones? I, I haven't actually, but I, mostly the loved ones of those people. Um, but I don't think I've come in contact with what you're saying. So it's, yeah, actually, <laughs> might be something for me to look into. Yeah, I'm, I'm just feeling that for you, it, listen to me, but for you, that, that, that would just help so many people make their transition e- easier, especially those who are so afraid mm-hmm. that they don't want to leave and you can sort of gently. Most people know, I mean, the, the veil when you're crossing, when you're about to cross over, the veil becomes thinner and people start seeing loved ones more. That's why I always say like uh, dementia patients and um, the veil is thin for most of them. Yes. And I always say they're, they're not really as crazy as people would say because they think they're talking to themselves. But a lot of times they're talking to spirit and family members who have passed. So the family members on the other side are there to help comfort you. Um, and usually they do um, before the passing. It's true. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now. This is a perfect time for a pause. We'll be right back with Andrew Anderson and more conversations about the veil and what it's like on the other side. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. 
Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, I'm with one of Chicago's top 10 best psychics, Andrew Anderson. And if you'd like to call in and talk to Andrew, you can at 888-346-9141. And Andrew, on top of being the most amazing psychic medium, he has shared the other side. He's experienced the other side, which we've been talking about, and we're going to talk about a little bit more. But welcome back, Andrew. Thank you. So let's talk about the most important aspect to you about being a psychic medium, the responsibility you feel towards your clients, towards yourself. Well, I believe the most important aspect would be to see, to help others and to heal and offer hope. Um, one of the things that I do, and you'll see on my website, some people I've, I've predicted terrorist attacks all over the world, uh, Istanbul, Spain, mm-hmm. London, even Las Vegas, um, helping people avoid specific places at specific times is a, is a big goal of mine. Helping people avoid a heart attack, a stroke, cancer. Um, that's very important to me. Um, then I know I'm doing my job if, if people come back and say that, wow, you saved my life or I owe my life to you. Um, I was reading one of your reviews where someone, uh, you gave them guidance about uh, their travel. And they said that they were at a spot a week or a day prior to a bombing attack. Mm-hmm. I thought that's pretty, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's really, if you give people information, um, what it does is what I see, think when I tell somebody to avoid something or, or to not go to a certain place, uh, usually we'll give them a deja vu at the event. It could be a year later, but they'll, they'll, something will trigger in them to either not say something, not do something or not go somewhere. Um, it really works, yeah. those deja vus that I implant in people. And it's important for people to pay attention to the recurring dreams if they're negative. I mean, I think you'll agree with this, that you can you can change the path Absolutely. that you might be going down and, and for, that, for your better or for your worse. I always say nothing's edged in stone. Um, and there can be good, good dreams too. Like if you do this, you will have a good outcome or follow this path. It's better for you. Um, psychic dreams are very real, and very important. Um, a lot of people don't remember their dreams, though. So I, for people like that, I recommend that they do meditation um, because you will get, if you're getting a warning in a dream or a message in a dream, you can get it in a meditative state as well. So, you can. I, I think yes. it's amazing what meditation can do for you and, and the people you can see through meditation. Absolutely. Because like you were saying, you know, you've got family members who can show up. You've got your guides. Um, you have even people that you may not know, but who, who, because of somebody you know, have come into your life for a message for them or for you. Yeah, that's interesting. I have a meditation group that meets at my house every month for several years now. And we talk about just that same thing. People use meditation for different reasons. One reason, one method is to connect to other spirits and guides and listen, get that kind of visit from them. Um, so that's, I try to promote that, help people meditate. And you can teach them to ask, what, what are you here for? What do, you want, do you have a message for me? Do you have guidance for me? What, you know, why are you showing up? Or even if you see an object, mm-hmm. right? It can, it can open up and and cause you to get messages and information from that too. Right. Correct. Yeah. 
So, okay. And so let's talk about working with children. How are your feelings about working with children? And if you do work with children, how do you work with children? Is it the same as you would with an adult? Would you Uh, come at it differently? Similar. I mean, I've had actually in the last couple of years, few years, more parents bringing their kids here as young as seven. Um, And I had a a woman um, visit me recently with her four young, young daughters who lost their dad. Um, Of course, I have to connect and communicate with them differently than I would an adult, but the message is still the same. Um, You know, I look for the messages that the dad would have for them and convey them to the children. Um, You know, it's interesting, though, that, you know, when I was in uh, high school or school, you know, we really didn't, um, nobody ever heard of anxiety. I'm sure it existed, but it really wasn't a thing. Um, But what I, what I find is that a lot of kids that have come to me that have this severe anxiety and depression, um, a lot of times it's because they're on a higher plane than a lot of their other peer group. And they're just more of an advanced soul. And because they don't fit in or have similar interests as their peer group, that in and of itself creates the anxiety and some can lead to depression. They just feel like they don't belong. I've been working with some kids from that aspect as well. I think that's very helpful to help people help the kids identify who they are and understand who they are. So there if there are parents of kids listening to this, what would you guide them to do to help their child with their their anxiety or depression? No, you know, with this in mind that they might just be from a different plane, which let's face facts, we all came from somewhere. Absolutely. Listening. Yeah. Listening is very important, not only with your ears, but you have to really involve yourself in your child's life in every aspect to really find out what that child's going through. Um, You can't just ask a child, how are you doing? They're always going to say, I'm fine. So you really have to listen, open your mind and your ears as well. And sometimes doing an activity with the child, like tossing a ball or baking or something might get them to open up more because you're spending more time with them. Yeah. Then in passing, going, how are you doing? Great. Okay, boom. Yeah. And they right. run away. It's funny you said that because I always tell parents to engage in their, in their child's life on their level. If they're playing a video game, sit down and maybe feign interest, but express interest in what they're doing. Um, that's how you get them to open up too, through a casual conversation as opposed to just asking right out. So I like the way you put that. Thank you. Yeah. And there's so many children now being born that are are so much more sensitive than even kids born 20 years ago. You know, as as the veils lift and energy is changing, Mm -hmm. it's opening up to younger and younger people. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. And so for people who have children that might be having some unusual experiences, how do you guide the parents for that? Encouraged to, if they're ha- an unusual experience, as you mean by seeing a spirit. By seeing their invisible friend yeah. or. Invisible friends are very common. And, you know, yes. in the old days, parents would, um, kids would have the invisible friend. And parents would say, there's no one there and stop that. You know, kids would put up walls. The spirit of the loved one or the guide would never go away, but the wall would go up. And then the kids stop listening. And that's not a good thing to do. I recommend if a, if a child is expressing that kind of uh you know, feelings that they're seeing someone or something to start a journal of sorts uh, and make it real. Don't tell them they're not seeing anything. Um, Encourage it because it'll only help them later on in life. Like I said, the guides will put connect through your gut. We all need to listen to our gut. And if the kids are old enough to write on their own, maybe giving them a journal so they can at least document what it is that they're feeling doing Yeah, so both sides are journaling and you can compare notes at some point. I recommend journaling for everyone, yeah. Yeah, I think it's so important. Let's talk about lying. How do you tell if someone's lying to you? That's funny because, uh, you know, I have a lot of, um, of, well, a big part. Skeptics? Well, no, a lot of people that come to me are women mostly and want to know if their boyfriend or husband is lying or cheating. Um, Carl tells me, and I can just see it in people, um, if they're lying or not. And, you know, I don't know that I just, I've always been able to do that for many years, tell if someone is. So, yeah, women love to bring their boyfriends here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes you just don't want to hear what there is to hear, though. 
What do you mean? Me, well, meaning, you know, people say, yeah, let me know if my husband or boyfriend are lying or cheating or doing something. But sometimes you have to wonder, like, do you really want to know the truth because of the reaction that might be, it might cause to find that out? Mm-hmm. True. But if it's beneficial to the person that's in front of me, I will expose them. Um, but sometimes you're right. It doesn't necessarily need to be said. I mean, I'm not here to call somebody a liar, and I never do that. But when people leave, they do pretty much know that uh, I knew they weren't telling me the truth. <laughs> well, there are ways of dropping hints that that allow people to know. I just feel that you've, you're incredibly tactful in how you present things Absolutely. to people. Yeah. So let's share a story about something that let's say a session that started going one way and turned another way that that was surprising to even you. Do you have a story like that? Um, well, yeah, recently I had a, um, a client come to me who lost a daughter and it was labeled as an overdose. And um, I connected to the spirit and the spirit said, no, it was, she was killed. And so I think that this opened a can of worms um, to investigate the person who's um, involved in it. Um, so, yeah, it started out one way and went another way. <laughs> so I think that happens a lot. And with people, people get a lot of times more than they bargain for when they come to see me. Well, because when you're also very astute at, at, at doing, I, I call them cold cases. I don't think that's the appropriate term. Cold? It might not be cold, C-O-L-D. Cold. <laughs> I don't know if they're cold, but they're... They're not being like what, what's out, what everybody's seeing and hearing is not the truth. I guess there's a better way of putting it. Do you have a for instance? Um, I think I read a story about somebody, this was on your site, somebody getting shot in the back of the head and the husband, it was the husband, you know, stories like that where the, where the husband broke up the gun and... Ah, Oh, yeah, I remember that case. That was actually a cop who um, murdered his wife and left her in a trunk at a forest preserve. And I had told the uh, sister, I believe, this was uh, years ago, I told the sister there was the, the, the gun was taken apart and part of it was buried in the yard to look for that. And they actually did find a piece of the gun in the yard. He was a, 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 then he went on to be convicted of charged with the murder. So I remember that case. I don't know why this is just coming in my mind, but I just read this morning that they're going to review Scott Peterson's trial. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you remember with his wife, Lacey, and she was pregnant. I, I, I don't know why I'm being asked to, to ask you. Um, what do you think about that? Did he do it? Didn't he do it? Well, I felt from the beginning um, there was more to the story, um, but I can't say he didn't do it. So... Um, I mean, I, I, do see, I do feel like if I had to say one way or another that he did. And I worked with them, the Drew Peterson case, too, with, his, with, uh, with oh. the, the sister of Stacey Peterson for some time, for a couple of years. Um, that man's, I don't know if you heard of that case, that man's yes. pure, pure evil. You could feel it sitting in the courtroom. We went there to the trial one of the days, and yeah, he was just evil, evil man. Wow. Did they ever find her body? No. They did. That's so heartbreaking because at least if you find a body, you can put it to rest. Yeah, I agree. You know, knowing and those poor children. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I know a little bit about it. (laughs) Wasn't he also a cop? Yes, a sergeant in in, uh, Bolingbroke. Okay. Yeah, that that was, yeah, that was a very sad, sad case. So... Let us talk about healing crystals and powers of healing crystals. I love crystals. I have rocks everywhere. I don't know if you can see. They're all over my desk. And I wear these um, healing bracelets. They're crystals that we offer too. Um, I believe 100% in them. And they all have different powers. And like the, you know, they have healing, they have protection, which is something I need. Um, I, um, I need a lot of protection because of what I do. I do a lot of house cleansings where I go to places pretty much, you know, several states I've been to to do this for people, um, getting rid of evil and mostly negative, sometimes evil. Um, and these stones and crystals protect me from anything following me or sticking to me. And so which one would that be for you? 
Um, well, I wear the Spinel and Onyx, and um, I like Labradorite. I love Labradorite. Uh, yes, Labradorite is for the... Um, <laughs> oh, that's not a, nope, that's not a Labradorite. I thought I had a heart. Looks like you have citrine back there. I do. Well, no. Do I have citrine? I have a fluoride wine. same heart. The same what? That same heart, the Labradorite. I'm not sure if this is Labradorite, but... That sure looks like it. Yeah. Uh, oh. But it's green and lavender. It looks like Labradorite. It's so, beautiful. Thank you. I love them. We sell and these um, on my website, the crystals, and we also have the bracelets and necklaces that um, I think everyone should wear because um, they do work. Ah, <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Yeah. You just layer them up your arm. There you go. I love it. <laughs> I have a friend who goes up to the middle of her forearm. I'm <laughs> like, how, you know, you like you gaining one number. bicep? <laughs> from well, all we the can way. fill up the other arm for you. The, the only the thing for me with this is I can't write or type because it hits me. So oh. I end up ripping it off my arm anyway. <laughs> so I keep it light. But I, today I'm wearing watermelon and um Amethyst on this end. Watermelon. I'm, yes, let me show you the watermelon. Oops, can you see? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I love watermelon. Well, not only to eat, but to wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a watermelon stone. So it's one of my favorites. But so you do, you, with the crystals and stones, do you use them for actual healing or are you just Absolutely. wearing them for protection? Protection, healing, rose quartz is for love and healing. We offer a lot of uh, rose quartz bracelets as well as rose quartz crystals. Um, I, I just believe in them 100%. I have these, my personal crystals on my desk, my quartz that I hold during readings. Holding them during meditation, certain ones can benefit you as well as yes. protect you. I love my lapis lazuli. Oh, yeah. that's a, I've got a lot of... Uh, bracelets made with that and uh, beautiful crystals. That's one of my favorite stones. So and lapis helps you open up your psychic abilities yes. among other things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's good. I just love it. So let's hang on for a minute. We're going to go on break. And when we come back, we'll talk about our charity shout out for the week okay. and some more with Andrew Anderson. Stay tuned. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, a guide to a shorter path to learn to live a more self-loving life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you've just tuned in, I am talking to Andrew Anderson. Andrew is one of Chicago's top 10 best psychics. And I don't know, from talking to him, I think I'm going to put that up to the, maybe the top three. But um, <laughs> And we're talking all about psychic mediumship and his mentorship program. And 
we've got much more to talk about. But before we do, it's charity shout out time. And Andrew's charity is the Lung Cancer Research Foundation. So Andrew, welcome back, number one. And number two, tell us about the Lung Cancer Research Foundation and why it means so much to you. Well, my, uh, my mom um, actually passed from lung cancer. Um, and mm-hmm. I just think that cancer in general is, is very important. My sister had breast cancer. She's a survivor. Thank goodness. And, yeah. Um, interesting story about my mom's cancer because um, it's one of the times that actually Jesus came to me in a dream. And um, he had showed me him walking hand in hand into a sunset of sorts with my mom and said, don't worry, she's going to be with me. Um, well, that week, my mom and my ex-wife got into a uh, car accident, and that's when they found her lung cancer. So, and she died like six or eight months later after that. But um, so, yeah, that's why cancer, because she she had a, she smoked, but she had a, they called it a hereditary form of cancer, though, but she was inoperable because of the condition of the lungs. But oh, well, she's definitely in good hands. Oh, yeah. And I see her once in a while. She, That's, she gets my attention because I don't listen to her sometimes. There's just too many other people that I see. <laughs> but, you know, she's still around. <laughs> but in your mother's love, right? Yes. Always around and always being. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I like, you know, the, like the American Lung Association or any lung because my mother had emphysema. Uh. And she had COPD and had a hard time breathing and... You know, it, it's just so hard to watch a loved one, anyone suffering that way Absolutely. in any way. But lung, lung is hard. Breathing, you know, breathing, that's our lifeline, breath. Yeah, so, so before we get started with my questions, let's, um, I just want everybody to know to reach Andrew. You can email him at info at psychicmediumreading.org or if you want to check out what he does, and he's got a really nice website Look up psychicmediumreading.org to learn more about Andrew, his services, what he can do to help you. His mentorship program isn't on there, but if you email him, he'll be able to write back and tell you all about it. So, Andrew, let's talk about the difference between being a psychic or a medium. I know we were talking a little bit off air about that. Yeah, well, I say, like, I like the way you phrased it. Um, and, you know, a lot of people watch the TV shows and a lot of the people on TV are like Teresa Caputo are, are mediums. They're not psychics um, or psychic mediums. So mediums read spirits and connect to loved ones usually only. Um, psychic mediums like myself, I use the loved ones of people that have passed to predict things about people's futures because the people that cross over want the people left behind to be happy and live fulfilling love, loving lives. So they can't always get that message across to them. So that's in a lot of ways the way I use my psychic ability, as well as predicting a lot of things. Yeah, and just so everybody knows what I had said to you off air is that what I feel is all mediums are psychics, but not all psychics are mediums. So I just wanted so that people know, can put into context what we were talking about. And so, so let's talk about a bridge to the other side, you know, when one crosses, because you've experienced that, mm-hmm. is there a bridge that takes one to the other side? I mean, um, I don't know if I would call it a bridge necessarily. I guess you could. Um, the other side, I believe, is three feet off the ground. That's where it begins. It's another dimension. Um, on the other side isn't exactly heaven, in my opinion, my belief, I guess. Um, I think heaven is up from there. I think that our soul has many journeys and it, it, it goes through many lives and each life it learns, it grows, it evolves. Once it gets to a certain point of evolution, it can cross over and stay with God on the other side, which is our ultimate goal. Once we get right with God from that aspect, we can stay if we choose to, um, or we can come back. And a lot of times because the youngest souls that you see leaving um, are the oldest souls, the youngest people, like the youngest kids are the oldest souls and they've already learned all their lessons. Um, and they come here to teach us. So um, that the other side is is where I was, and it's like heaven. I mean, it's the same thing, other than you know I was I, I was just there with my mom. She was showing me how it was to get around. It was a very fascinating experience. I would bet it would be. I read a Peter a book by Peter Richelieu, um, A Soul's Journey, which talked about 
you know, he was taken on this journey and, and what people experience with different levels of growth. Mm-hmm. So like what a new soul would experience as a transition opposed to an older soul, more experienced soul, and where they would end up on the tier, a tier level, that they are like tiers that they, they land on. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I believe they said there were seven, seven tiers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is funny because I, uh, I always tell people we have seven exit points in our lives and we could check out at any one of those because God didn't create a bunch of robots. Um, there is some randomness to this world. Um, for instance, one lady that died in front of me in a car accident, um, had I not listened to Carl, I would have been in that accident, I believe. But she died on the highway right on the road right there, flew out of her car. And um, I'd actually seen her spirit there. Um, for a couple of weeks to come because I drive wow. down that road and I saw her spirit wandering there. So that's what I mean about random. Some people don't even know they're dead, but, but you could check out at any one of those points. It could be something as simple as a near miss or a cancer scare or something like that. That could be one of your exit points. It's interesting that you say that because my mother had bladder cancer and during one of her surgeries, she had a out of body experience. She had a near death Mm-hmm. And was told, she, nope, it's not time yet. And she was put back and she was not happy about it because it's so blissful up there, you yeah, over there. You, you want to stay there when you get there. You don't even really, the thought of coming back isn't really there at first. And you go through what I call a transition period where your soul um, takes on a different image. Oh, we've got a call. Um, let's talk to Lori in Woodstock, Illinois. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Laura, you have a question for Andrew? Um, a statement and a question. So, Andrew, I saw him last week. Um, Andrew, this is Lori. And, um, and he told me that he said, what's going on with this deer? I'm like, I have no idea. But basically, you told me that something with a deer, and it'll make sense later. I want you to know that I, after I left you, I had decided to go to Deer Park. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. That's what the deer was about. I went shopping to, at Deer Park. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, that's pretty neat. It's not always uh, like, like a deer may not, just like you just said, it might not bend the animal people would expect. Like people would yeah, expect. Yeah, it was so funny. When I got there, I just laughed. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell him this. And so now <laughs> I got the chance to tell you that you are right on. Um, so my question is, I, I love crystals and I'm working on my mediumship as well. Um, and I, I know that you need to be in the power and how do you sustain that? So like I can get some, I can pick up some stuff, but it's really hard to sustain it for, you know, like you do an hour session or half hour or 45 minutes, um, but like for me, it comes in and out. Do you have any recommendations or suggestions? Maybe I can wear more crystals. More crystals will help. Um, but I believe it takes practice and it's going to just take time um, for you. Um, you just have to keep doing it uh, every day. And it has to be on your priorities to do something in the metaphysical every single day, even if it's for 15, 30 minutes. Um, that's going to help you stay connected. Because getting out of our, our, our minds is, uh, and imagination is one of the more difficult things to separate from what is psychic. Um, so in time and journaling and, and practice is how you do that. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, I just really wanted to say hi, and I'm enjoying the program and wanted to tell you about my dear experience. Great. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> thank you, thank Lori, you, for calling in. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Well, well, what a great way to close the show because, you know, he having confirmation that something you said yeah. was spot on and how it isn't exactly, people think it's so literal, right? They think deer, so they're thinking about the animal, yeah. but not thinking about it could be a place or something else. Yeah, I, that's true. That happens a lot. It happens a lot. One one case, like when I tell people, like, you're going to hear from somebody you haven't heard from in a long time, they assume it's one person. It turns out to be another. That's happened many times. Exactly. So, Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. I've oh, just loved having you there. I hope you'll come again. 
You'll be on the guest show again? Perfect. Thank you. Hopefully see you soon. Just uh, let me know when you, if you want to. We'll talk as soon as this is over. We'll, 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 we'll make a plan. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so to get in touch with Andrew, his website is www.psychicmediumreading.org. If you have any questions, email him at info at psychicmediumreading.org. I stepped on that one. Okay. <laughs> I want to thank Voice America and everyone who puts on my show. So grateful for you each and every week. And actually every day of the week, because there's a lot of work that goes into this. Bridget, I want to thank you, my assistant. She's my right arm, my left arm. So important to me. I want to thank you, the listeners, for taking the time out of your day, out of your life, to participate in the show by listening or watching, however it is. And I hope, and my prayer is that that something that is said or shared on this show helps you on your journey. I have two little social commentaries. I'm going to just ask you to please vote, vote, vote your voice. We were given a voice for a reason. I don't care how you vote, but please get out and and put your um, your desires out there for how you want our world to be. And I also going to ask: COVID is spiking. It's getting cold. People are staying in. Please be social, socially considerate because. You don't want to know that something you did caused somebody any harm or illness, and you don't want to pick up anything from anyone else, even if it's a cold, regular cold or flu, because those are still happening too. They weren't put on hold just because COVID came. COVID came to town. If you like my show, please like it, follow it, subscribe, review the show. If you have any questions or any guests you'd like to have on the show, please email me at marla at mghealer.com. Or if there's a subject matter you'd like to cover, you'd hear covered on the show. Again, Marla at MGHealer.com. So, as always, till the next time, I send you love, I send you blessings, and I send you gratitude. Stay well. <laughs> 